Hello and welcome to a new episode of One Geek's Opinion. I'm your host, Geek Will, and first let me apologize for missing an episode last week. My schedule has been filled with me trying to balance it with work, this podcast, and my personal time. So, I decided that I will do one episode a week and upload that episode on Tuesday. This will go on for the foreseeable future. That being said, I will endeavor to make these episodes longer, at least 30 minutes long, if not longer, seeing as how I'll have a week to compile my thoughts on whatever subject I'll be talking about. Hopefully with that, I can also create more of a following and more of an audience with a longer podcast episode format. Now with that being said, let's get to today's subject, the video games Mega Man Maverick Hunter X and Mega Man Powered Up. Released in Japan 2005 and in North America 2006, Maverick Hunter X is a remake of the original Mega Man X game for the PlayStation Portable. In 2006, Mega Man Powered Up was released as a remake of the first Mega Man game for the PlayStation Portable again. The idea was that series creator Keiji Inafune wanted to remake the first six games of the two titles, Mega Man and Mega Man X. In these remakes, the stories themselves remain relatively unchanged, though we still get several changes and updates from the originals, such as... Both games now have 3D graphics on a 2D plane. Referred to as 2.5D, the game functions the same way as their original releases, with the added bonus of having 3D graphics. While they are rendered in 3D, the characters of Mega Man and X cannot move into the background or the foreground, only moving forward, or right in this case, on the stages they enter. These games now have voice actors. Mega Man and X have voices now. Though this isn't really all that new thanks to the releases of Mega Man 8 and X4. The difference between these remakes and those older titles is that the voice acting is far superior to X4 and Mega Man 8. Mark Gatha returns to voice X, having voiced the blue robot from Mega Man X8 in 2004. He has also worked on the anime Mobile Fighter G Gundam as the main hero, Domen Kashu. Mega Man, or Mega in his civilian form, is voiced by Cole Howard who is leagues above as a voice for Mega Man than the one in Mega Man 8. So much better. Cole has done voice work in the anime Gintama as Shimuro Shinpachi. The voice casting and work was done by the Ocean Production Incorporated, known originally as Ocean Group when these games were being dubbed, located in Vancouver, British Columbia. There is special dialogue that activates whenever a Mega Man meets a boss, either Robot Master or Maverick. This helps to enrich the game, seeing as how we can see the personalities of the bosses and can see that they aren't just generic villains, instead of being unique characters. Who must die horrible deaths? Both games have difficulty selections, from normal to hard in Maverick Hunter X, and easy, normal, and hard in Powered Up. Now for the changes that are specific to the games. In Powered Up, the game features a chibi-style look with its characters, giving it a very kid-appeal, cutesy appearance. That may push people away from the game, but this game is about a kid robot, extra emphasis on kid, fighting the evil creations of Dr. Wowie, Wily, damn it, and fighting for everlasting peace. This is a game that was marketed for a younger generation to help bring them into the Mega Man franchise. And in my opinion, hence the name of the show, it fits. This is a game that is for kids, while that may be the case, it's still a fun game for older gamers. In games after the first Mega Man, there would be a selection of 8 Robot Masters to fight, 
The original Mega Man had only six. Not in this version. This version now has eight Robot Masters, with the inclusion of Time Man and Oil Man. It's explained that these two robots are experimental, with Oil Man being an oil cleanup robot and Time Man being a robot with time manipulation abilities. As in, he can slow down time. Time Man's personality, remember the Robot Masters have those in this game, is that he's a stickler for punctuality, actually remarking that when Mega Man arrives, he's early, thus they have more time to fight. Oil Man is a slick, kinda oily person, very laid back. He does, however, have a very controversial appearance, which in the original Japanese version reminds one of the appearance of blackface. For instance, his skin, outer layer, was near black with pronounced pink lips. In Western releases, this was altered so that his skin, outer appearance, was more navy blue with his lips being colored yellow. This was fixed further in the Archie comics run of the Mega Man comic, with the artist basically saying, screw it, and designing him with a scarf covering his mouth. Japan, what you gonna do? Time Man's weapon is Time Slow, which slows down time whenever he or Mega Man uses it, except for them. Although when Mega Man uses it, his vertical speed is decreased, thus he can get a higher jump when Time Slow is in effect. Oil Man's weapon is Oil Slider, where he and Mega Man shoot a ball of oil which hits the ground and makes a puddle. If Oil Man and Mega Man then jump on the puddle, they can use that as a surfboard to then move quickly through the stage, being able to jump while on the oil as well. The main way to use this weapon is that the initial drop of oil isn't the way to damage enemies, but the surfboard ability is. Now, because there are two new Robot Masters, the weapon weaknesses had to be reshuffled between all the bosses. The weaknesses in order are Cutman is weak to the Super Arm, Bobman is weak to the Rolling Cutter, Iceman is weak to the Hyper Bomb, Fireman is weak to the Ice Slasher, Oilman is weak to the Firestorm, Electman is weak to the Oil Slider, Timeman is weak to the Thunderbeam, and Gusman is weak to Time Slow. Now, I haven't played the original version, and I'm too lazy to look up the original Weapon Weakness order, so compare notes amongst yourselves. Though, now that I mentioned the original version, I should mention that there are two ways to play this game. Two modes are available called New Style and Old Style. New Style is basically this new version, with new characters to play as, as well as redesigned levels and remixed music. Old Style is an identical remake of the original Mega Man, with 8-bit graphics and lacking Time Man and Oil Man. Now that I mention it, the new characters you can play as are the 8 Robot Masters, each one using their special weapons, unable to acquire new ones, with a copy Mega Man taking their place as a boss in their stage. Roll is playable as well, who fights close range and can get different costumes to wear thanks to DLC. And finally, you can also play as Proto Man, who holds his shield out to block attacks though the shield can be knocked away. If it is knocked away, it can be retrieved, though if it's knocked into a pit, you're SOL. He has better jumping and mobility, but he cannot slide, cannot acquire weapons, and his shot is basically a charged Mega Buster shot, but it doesn't need to be charged and can be used as a normal shot. However, he's also a glass cannon. 
he gives just as much damage as much as he can receive. He takes double damage. That's why he needs the shield. There are also two versions of Mega Man, one who can slide and another who can charge his buster. Weapon projectiles cannot pass through walls. Speaking of the weapons, I know that in Mega Man 2, a game I have beaten, you needed to pause the game to open up a menu that shows you the weapons you've collected and which can be selected, which is how you use them. In this game, you can press the shoulder buttons to actually select the weapons on the stage without having to open a special menu to do so. Not only that, but next to the weapon selected is a number counter, showing you how many times you can use that specific weapon. Rolling Cutter can be used multiple times to the point where you won't run out of energy for it, but Time Slow uses so much energy, it can only be used twice in a stage. Remember that warning image that appears whenever you enter a boss room in later series titles? This game has that as a cartoonier version. When you enter a boss room, the Robot Master makes an entrance, kind of like in Mega Man 7 and 8. It's here that we get the dialogue between the player character and the boss, giving the Robot Master's personality. Not to mention that the bosses now have a super move that they can use at half health on normal and hard difficulty, such as Cutman making his blades bigger and throwing them like a boomerang, or Bombman who throws a huge bomb at Mega Man. Only Time Man doesn't have a super move, just using his slowdown ability on all difficulties. The Yellow Devil's weakness is now changed from Thunderbeam to Firestorm, and the special trick to finishing the Yellow Devil quickly is gone. The Wily Machine fight has been changed. Instead of starting off as a flying machine, the fight begins against a skull-style tank as Phase 1, with Phase 2 transitioning into the flying machine. The Wily machine having been so damaged that some last-minute fixes makes it a flying machine. I don't know. Ask Wily. In Phase 2, the machine has a special attack that has to bring out three spiked protrusions and race across the screen to Mega Man. The only way I know how to dodge this attack is to slide. Other than that, pray you have enough health to take it. The game also has an online mode and a construction mode. In the construction mode, the player can make their own levels and use certain elements that can be collected through a standard playthrough. Once a level is completed, you can upload them for the online community to check out and try. Honestly, I never had the inclination to try this, so its use was lost on me. Now, with Powered Up out of the way, let's talk about Maverick Hunter X. Some characters and items were redesigned and updated. Vile now has a V insignia on his helmet instead of the Sigma Army logo, and the Dr. Light capsules were updated to be similar to recent Mega Man X games. A new character was shown in the game. A nameless navigator talks to X at the beginning of the intro level, when the eight Maverick stages are unlocked, and when the Sigma Fortress is unlocked. She doesn't really have any influence on the story at all. At the end of the intro stage, when the player has to face off against Vile, do yourself a favor and actually fight Vile. He's now a proper boss in the intro stage. Don't die to him because you thought you had to lose the fight. Oh no, fight him. He has a health bar and everything. The story doesn't change just because you won the fight. X, Zero, Sigma, Vile, and the eight Mavericks now have spoken dialogue. The Mavericks talk to X when he enters the boss room, thus giving them personality. Chill Penguin is jealous of X, Spark Mandrill is an idiot, Armored Armadillo is a soldier following orders, Launch Octopus is an artiste, Boomerang Quinger, his name changed from Boomer Quinger, is interested in X's potential, 
Steam Chameleon is reveling in being a bad guy, Storm Eagle is a reluctant villain, and Flame Mammoth is a generic tough dumb bad guy. The Dr. Light capsules have been switched around. In Chill Penguin stage, the foot part was a mandatory upgrade. It was right in your path. The locations of the Dr. Light parts in this remake are, the foot upgrade can be found in Flame Mammoth stage. The body part upgrade can be found in Storm Eagle stage. The arm upgrade can be found in Sting Chameleon stage, and the head part can be found in Chill Penguin stage. The Zero Buster that X can get after Zero sacrifices himself has also been changed. In this remake, the Buster part allows X to fire a single powerful red blast when fully charged. The power of this strike is four times the damage of the Light Capsule version. In my opinion, it's best to hold out for this Buster part instead of the Light Capsule part. The layout of the Sigma Fortress stages are also different, and the fight between X and Vile has been moved from the beginning of the first Fortress stage to near the end of the penultimate stage, before the fight with D-Rex. The orders of the Maverick fought in the Sigma Fortress is different as well. In the Boss Spider stage, you fight Launch Octopus and Boomerang Kwanger. In the Rangda Bangda stage, you fight Armored Armadillo, Storm Eagle, and Spark Mandrill. In the D-Rex stage, you fight Chill Penguin, Sting Chameleon, Flame Mammoth, followed by the Vile Fight. Another note about the Sigma stages is that when X first encounters a resurrected Maverick, Launch Octopus, a short scene will play out where X realizes that while Sigma did rebuild the Mavericks, he couldn't bring back their minds. And this is reflected in their battle quotes, where they sound half-dead or just monotone. Chill Penguin being the most notable one, giving out a computerized, well, Okay, so, remember the Hadouken upgrade that you can get when you got every upgrade? It's still in this game. It's just that the method to get it has been tweaked a bit. Get every upgrade, go to the stage where you can get the Hadouken, go from start to finish without taking a hit. There are two ways of doing this. Use the charged up versions of Armored Armadillos and or Sting Chameleon's weapons. Both make you invulnerable to damage in different ways. Another difference with the Hadouken is that everything, and I mean everything, dies to it. The mooks, the mavericks, the bosses, my loneliness, ha! Ah. And even the final boss in every form he takes. The Hadoken takes no prisoners. Period. Now, of the new things added to this remake, the highlight has to be the animated opening and closing scenes. The game features an anime opening, which shows X arriving on the scene of the intro stage, and a closing scene, which shows X standing outside of Sigma's fortress, watching it be destroyed, with a final message from Dr. Light being played. But that's not even the half of it. When you beat the game, you unlock two things. One of which is a 30-minute, four-chapter animated OVA called The Day of Sigma, which shows the backstory of the game and how Sigma begins his revolution. However, with this OVA come several retcons to the game lore, such as... Dr. Kane discovered X years ago instead of months. Which, if you spend an unhealthy amount of time thinking about it, I have, it makes sense, seeing as how Dr. Kane then created Reploids based on X's design with, probably, incomplete notes, and it would take time to study and then replicate the android's design, hence the name Reploid. Not to mention acquiring the funding and sponsorship needed to achieve such a task. So yeah, it would take years for the Reploids to gain prominence as they have in the game. And because he has been waiting for so long to see how X will grow, 
He has artificially extended his life by being hooked up to a machine to make sure he sees the outcome of X's growth. Also, and this is spoiler alert territory here, so cover your ears if you're sensitive to such things. He dies. Dr. Kane gets an ICBM to the face, courtesy of Sigma, because who else could it be, and dies. Bye-bye, Doc. You just got red gone. Dr. Light did not seal up X because he needed moral conditioning so he won't go crazy and kill everyone when he woke up, a la Zero, but instead seals up X because Dr. Light feared humanity wasn't ready for a robot as advanced as X. I really don't have that much of an opinion on that retcon, but I can see why people would be angry at that change. Sigma is more interested in Reploid evolution, much like how he was in Mega Man X8, instead of being a bad guy because a role had to be filled. It really helps to give Sigma more dimensions as a character, instead of being a villain who does evil because that's what villains do! Now, I mentioned that there were two things you unlocked if you beat the game. You can play as a second character who is prominent in this game and the series. A dark horse, if you will, with a unique fighting style that helps him stand out and differentiate himself from X. I am, of course, speaking of... Vile. Vile? Yes, Vile! What, were you expecting Zero? When making this game, Keiji and Afani didn't want to fall into old habits and thought Zero was a boring and predictable choice. So, he went with the next best thing. Vile. And I did mention that Vile's gameplay is different from X, which is true. Whenever Vile gets a chance to pilot a ride armor, it's always the ride armor he pilots in the intro stage, the Goliath. It's strong and powerful, but the trade-off is that it can only be used for 32 seconds. When time is up, or if it takes too much damage, or if Vile leaves it, it will self-destruct. The time spent in one of those right armors can be extended by collecting weapon energy capsules. Whenever X beats a boss, he will then acquire that boss's weapon and use it as his own. When Vile beats a boss, he acquires multiple weapons. The various ways that Vile fights is by using the main cannon on his shoulder, bullets fired from his fingers, mobile suit Gundam style, projectiles launched from his knees, or by a rocket punch. Because he has multiple ways of launching projectiles, he acquires multiple weapons when he beats a boss. The various weapon types he gets are... Arm weapons. Vulcans. Bullets fired from his hands. Rapid fire ability, though each shot individually is weak. Missiles. More powerful than Vulcans, but with a higher energy cost. Rocket punches. Extremely powerful, but can only be fired one at a time. Shoulder weapons. Cannons. Standard weapon. Lasers. Have the ability to pierce enemy shields. Cutters. Much like Boomerang Cutter, cutters fly around the screen in arcing paths. Leg weapons. Napalms. Standard leg weapons. Napalms explode after bouncing a few times. Balls. Produce spheres of energy, which travel across surfaces. Flamethrowers. The most powerful leg weapon. They produce streams of fire from Vile's leg for a short period of time. Vile can also gain two upgrades, which substitute the parts X can get after Vile beats a boss. Frozen Castle, from Chill Penguin. Damage is reduced by half. Speed Devil, from Storm Eagle. Speed increased. Much like how X has his own conversations with the Mavericks, so too does Vile. Another thing is that the final boss for Vile isn't Sigma, but a dual boss fight against X and Zero themselves. 
with X donning his ultimate armor and Zero using some Street Fighter moves. This is a Capcom game after all. Vile has his own energy gauge, which automatically refills whenever he depletes it, allowing him to use his weapons without having to wait long for a chance to use them. Also, because he has so many weapons on par with Solid Snake, a total of 45 weapons, he has a limit to which weapons he can equip. Each weapon has a cost, with the most powerful weapons costing more to equip. This prevents the player from making Vile overpowered, and adds some challenge to playing as him. So, that's pretty much Mega Man Powered Up and Maverick Hunter X. As I mentioned before, series creator Keiji Anafane originally planned for the first six games in each series to be remade as PSP games to help bring in a new generation of Mega Man fans. However, sales were poor due to lacking in proper marketing, and thus, the plan for the remaining 10 games were dropped. Which sucks. Because I have played Mega Man 2 through 6 and X4 and X5. I would have loved to have seen these games remade for the current generation handheld gaming, not to mention seeing how they handled the retcons made in the X games. Dr. Kane plays a big role in X2, seeing as how he helps bring Zero back together. And while I'm at it, I would love to have played as Zero in the earlier X games, 2 and 3, see what changes they would have made in X4 and 5, and I would be most interested to see how they handled X6 beyond overhauling changes to the level designs. For the powered up line, I would love to play as a Robot Masters in their respective games. You think Metal Blade is broken? Just think of what it would be like in Metal Man's hand. Also, I have to ask, Maverick Hunter X gets some flack from the fans of the first game because of the changes. Is that really warranted? I even played the original Mega Man X. This is my first X game, and I like it. I thought it was a fine game. Certainly got me interested in the franchise. What is it about the changes that really puts fans off? The new locations of the light capsules? The 2.5D environments? The Maverick fights? What? I like these games. I really, really do. They're fun to play, and you should invest time into playing them. Maverick Hunter X is available for download from the PSN store for PSP and PS Vita. If you want to play Powered Up, you need to buy a physical copy. I encourage you to play these games, even if you aren't a Mega Man fan. I wasn't when I first got these games. These were my first Mega Man games. But after I played them, I got interested in the franchise. Now my 3DS, PSP, and PS3 have Mega Man games on them. If you like what you heard, drop a like, comment, subscribe, and check me out on Twitter, Facebook, and the audiobooks I've worked on in iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next time for some geeky opinions.